1: We're so glad to have you with us today on Jesus the Healer, and we're believing God that you're gonna receive answers for your life. You know, and when we receive answers from God, it shows up in our health. It shows up in our finances. It shows up in our marriage. It shows up in our home, in our business. It shows up in our thought life. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And so we invite you, expect to receive answers today. Release your faith. Join your faith to the Word that's preached today. Amen. Amen. Uh, We started on a previous episode looking at something. There's a couple of things that we're using as our starting point for these next several uh, episodes. And that is, number one, something that Brother Copeland has said time and time again to us. And that is, the will of God is your will.
0: Place.
1: Uh, It's where we'll have a wealth of health, a wealth of peace, a wealth of uh, God's best in our home, as well as our uh, prosperity. Mm -hmm. Financially, we'll prosper. The will of God is the highest place for us to live. Uh Amen. Uh, So we know this that the enemy would love to offer us many options. distractions to get us off the paths of God for our life. So no matter what you're called to, because every one of God's people have a call on their life to fulfill Mm -hmm. something, not necessarily a pulpit ministry by any means, but there is a plan for your life to fulfill. And that plan will water you like nothing else. Amen. And it'll be, it'll be a great joy to us, but we have to run this race that we're running the right way. Right? thing thinking, right words, and we have to go to the Word and find out what is right thinking. Amen. We've also been using uh, Acts chapter 2, excuse me, Acts chapter 20, verse 22. And this has been our, this will be our keynote scriptures for the next several episodes because it tells us what Paul did. He reveals to us what are the steps he took that helped him finish what he was born for. Now listen, Today, millions and millions and millions are still being blessed by Paul's obedience to God. One man's obedience is still blessing us 2,000 years later. Just think if every one of God's people obeyed, what would the earth look like? Amen? And so that's our goal not just to run the race, but finish the race and how we run it with joy. Amen. And so let's look at Acts chapter 20. We started on a previous episode and we'll go a little further today, but I'll read this whole passage. Uh, Acts 20, verse 22 reads, And now behold, this is Paul speaking, Now behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's go back and let's spend some time with each of these phrases. Okay. Um, notice he said that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry. Look at this and the ministry, which I have received of the Lord Jesus And what is this ministry? Then he tells us to testify the gospel of the grace of God. So he's saying that not even his own life was as important to him as finishing his course. He says, I don't count my life dear unto myself. What did he count dear? Finishing what he was born for. Amen. Amen. So he was just saying that fulfilling the ministry of the word because remember, he says here in the last phrase of verse, I believe 24, he said, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. So he's saying that fulfilling the ministry of the word, preaching that word, bringing revelation of that word yes. was more important to him than trying to save his own life. Yeah. He knew his life would be fulfilled yeah. as he did this. Yeah as he delivered and brought that Word to the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. So we want to go back to verse 22, and we're looking at the previous episode. We looked at the first thing of this passage that attributes to Paul's finish with joy. And that is, he said, Behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem. What's Jerusalem? It's the place where God told you to go. It's the place where God told you to be. He says, I'm I'm going to go to the place God told me to be, and I'm going to go there a certain way. I'm going to go there bound. Not in bondage. Not in bondage to the devil, but I'm bound. I have agreed to God. I have agreed with God. I have agreed with the plan of God. And in that, I am bound to that plan. Yes, Yes.
0: amen.
1: And because I'm bound, nothing's taking me off course. Nothing's blowing me off course. No opposition will entice me off course. And no test will entice me to go off course. So I, and we said this on the previous episode, you're not ready to go until you're bound.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Till you're in full agreement. Amen. So on the inside of you, agree. Agree with the will of God. Agree with the plan of God. Why? Because your health is connected to the will of God. Your wealthy place is found in the will of God. Now, to be bound to what God is saying to you is really this, the word being consecrated. I consecrate myself. I give myself, I dedicate myself to what I'm born for. So when Paul said, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, we could also say this, I have consecrated myself to go to Jerusalem because really that's what a consecration is. I'm letting go of the things that would hinder me so that I can take firm hold of that, which will be my, my help. Yes. To fulfilling my race, yes. so he's saying I'm consecrated. Yeah. Isn't that really what agreeing with God is? You're yeah. consecrating yeah. yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. When people struggle with the will of God, it's a consecration issue. Yes. They're yes. not conse- yes. They're not consecrating themselves yes. to the things that they know God is dealing with them about. Yes. Yeah. And too many times the devil will say, well, see, if you do this, you have to give up that. No, if I do this, I get to give up that. Why? Because what I think is really increased will will cheat me from what God is offering me. What God offers me is so much higher than what I can find for myself, what I can dream for myself, what God offers me. So to let go of something is not God trying to take something from you. He's trying to get more to you of what's of his plan. Amen. 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 So really, Paul said, I'm consecrated. I'm bound to it. When you're consecrated to something, that means I'm not taking options
0: that are offered to me.
1: Not entertaining a wrong thought. I'm not entertaining a different direction because I'm consecrated. I'm bound. Yeah. I agree from my insides yeah. Yeah. So yeah. with what God is saying. Yeah. We can't be half-hearted and arrive at full blessing.
0: Right. Right. Yeah.
1: We have to be wholehearted. Yes. Remember what Caleb and Joshua, they were, they were two out of a generation. When yes. God delivered the Hebrews out of Egypt, no, no one else was consecrated to get to the promised land. No one else was bound yeah. to that promised yeah. land. Yeah. No one else had agreed mm-hmm. to go to the promised land. Yeah. But Joshua and Caleb said, we're yeah. going there. And you know what they said? We wholeheartedly followed the Lord. Yes. What's that? Yes. Consecration. Yeah. That's being bound. Yes. That's agreeing from yeah. the inside of you. Yeah. I agree with his will. Yeah. Let me tell you something about agreeing. Um, I was telling uh, on the previous episode how God told my husband and I to move from Tulsa. My husband had originally been from California. I was from Oklahoma. He had moved to Tulsa for several years and that's where we met and got married. And so when we came back out to California, God spoke to us and said, I want you to go back to California and get in position for the last day revival. So in 1990, we did that. In 1991... My husband started the church that we have here in Murrieta right now, Murrieta, California. And um, he said to me, he said, I'm going to start a church there. And I go, oh, (laughs) it's not. Listen, I'm a local church person. I love the local church. But when he said, I'm going to start a local church because, see, he also traveled. He had a traveling ministry. I had traveled with him. I loved traveling. I enjoyed traveling. So when he said, I'm going to start a church, I thought, that means one of us ain't traveling. And I knew it wasn't him. So I'm thinking, oh, if he starts a church, that means I'm sentenced Mm -hmm. to staying home. And I liked the change of going. On the inside of me, travel was in me. It was, why? Because it's what I'm doing today. It's part of my call. I've done it all the years yeah. along, but especially now that's yeah. uh, on the forefront of what I do is I travel. Yeah. But here it was 30, over 30 years ago. I knew that travel was in there and I thought it was for way back then. Well, I did do some then, yeah. but the, the, the if I could say this, the, the peak or the climax yes. of it is in this season of yes. my life. Yes. Yeah. So when Ed said... He said, I'm going to start a church. I go, oh, the air kind of went out, you know? Um, And I said, well, if you start a church, make sure you get an associate pastor in here so they can fill in for you when you're gone. And he said to me, he said, you're the pastor. I said, oh, no, I'm not the pastor. I am not. No, I'm not the pastor. No, no. God never told me I'm the pastor. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, did you ask him? No. Why? Because I didn't want to know anything other than travel. So I didn't ask him. No use get, No use opening that can up. <laughs> Well, that's wrong thinking, isn't it? That's wrong thinking. But that was my mindset back then. I was what, 28, 29 years old then. And um, so Ed went on the road. Ed started the church and then he left, (laughs) went on the road. So I stayed home. Our oldest son was born. So I was raising our son and and then I was filling in for Ed. My mindset was, I am filling in for Ed until he gets back home. Yes. That was completely my mindset. I would I led the praise and worship. I did the announcements. I preached the offering, received the offering, passed the buckets, preached the sermon, dismissed the people, ran to the back door and greeted them as they left. I did everything a pastor does for four years. Yeah. I did that. And all four years, I'm saying, you need to get an associate in here. You need-. And not that I'm against doing this. I wasn't mad that I was doing it. I wasn't upset. But my mindset was, I'm filling in till the right one shows up. Yes. Yes. So for four years, I outwardly did every act of a pastor. Yes. Yeah. I did all of it outwardly. But inwardly, I wasn't the pastor. Right. In my own heart. In my thinking inwardly.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm not the pastor. And Ed would say, You're the pastor. I said, I (laughs) read these eyes. I'm not the pastor. (laughs) Listen to these words. I'm not the pastor. You see, I was raised in a denomination I never saw a woman pastor. Uh Not only that, I'm traveling. (laughs) So one day we had uh, four years of me pastoring Mm -hmm. outwardly but not inwardly agreeing. Mm -hmm. Struggling in the sense of you need to get a pastor in here. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a conference here at our church and a man got up to a guest minister, got up to minister but I got caught up in the spirit. And To make a long story short, God said, feed my sheep, pastor. And I was stunned. When I tell it today, it's like, you don't realize how shocking that was. (laughs) And then God said to me, he said, and I, I, I was stunned when God said, feed my sheep, pastor. And he called me that. You say, could you have known it four years earlier? Yeah, but I wasn't asking. Right. <laughs> and I found That's right. this out. God doesn't talk to you about things you don't talk to him about.
0: Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right.
1: And he saw I wasn't going to talk to him yeah. about
0: it. Yeah.
1: So he was helping me out. Why? Because if I continued doing the actions of a pastor mm-hmm. w- without inward agreement, oh, yeah. I was going to run into some hardship. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: Why? Because the willing. The willing Mm -hmm. and the obedient Mm -hmm. will eat the good of the land. You can't just be obedient and eat it. You can't just be willing and obedient and willing and eat it. You have to be willing and obedient. I was obeying it, but I wasn't willing. And God knew you're going to hit some hardship if you don't get willing. So he was helping me be willing by bringing up what I wouldn't bring up. (laughs) Did I say that right? I think I did. (laughs) Anybody know what I'm talking about yes. or am I just singing a solo sitting here? Yeah. So when God said to me, "Feed my sheep, pastor," I'm telling you, I was stunned. And I just, oh, "I'm the pastor?" <laughs> Serious? I am? It didn't make me mad, I was just shocked.
0: <laughs>
1: because I had I had decided, "No, he's not. He would never call me to be a pastor." So, um, God said to me, when he spoke to me that day, he said, on Sunday, you get up and announce to the people that you are the pastor. I said, boy, they're going to be shocked. Oh, They are going to be so shocked. Wow, this is going to rock their world. So I got up the next Sunday and I said, I have an announcement to make. And so they're all kind of doing this. I go, God told me I'm the pastor. And they're just kind of looking like, when are you going to make an announcement? (laughs) Because it was an announcement to me, but not to them. Because they saw the fruit of the pastoral office on me. But because I wasn't in agreement, I didn't recognize that there was that fruit. I'm just filling in helping my husband. That's what I'm thinking. Helping my husband out. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you what it means to be bound. Yes. yes. I'm gonna get there. Hang on. I'm gonna get there. <laughs> so I'm I'm making this announcement and everybody's looking at me like We all knew it. I was the only one in the room who didn't know I was the pastor. What does that come from? Not allowing yourself to agree inwardly. Why did God have me to get up and announce I was the pastor so that I could publicly acknowledge I'm bound to this? I'm bound to this. If you're not bound to it, the devil can easily take you off course. Don't be bound to what you decided and call it God. Be bound to what God says. And really, in, in all honesty, I did not take the thought of pastoring lightly. That's why I didn't call myself, because unless God says it, I'm not saying it. Because I've heard too many say something that God didn't say, and other people get affected by that. And there's hardship connected with you deciding you're something than saying God said it. Yes. Right. That's taking the name of the Lord in vain. Yes. Right. Many people, you know, that's one of the Ten Commandments. Don't take the name yes. of the Lord in vain. People think that's only referring to cussing. Right. It would include that, but don't say God said something when He didn't. You're right. using His name yeah. for your own purposes. Yes. Yes. Okay. And that's using His name in vain, and God doesn't endorse that. Yes. Right. And you can't, you'll get in trouble doing yes. that. So that's why. I was not going to lightly say, well, my husband said I'm the pastor, so I'm the pastor. I needed to hear it from God, but of course I wasn't asking God (laughs) because I thought he would not have me to pastor. That's That's a sobering responsibility and I don't look at that lightly. Some might treat that on more lightly, I, I I know you don't treat any fivefold office or anything that God would have you do. You don't treat it lightly, yes. because anything that comes from God has weight with it. Yes. It has importance with it. Yes. It has honor with it, and you don't handle that lightly.
0: Amen. Yes.
1: And so um, that's why I did not glibly get up and pop off. Mm-hmm. Well, I must be the pastor because I'm here. No, that didn't make me pastor. Just showing up. Right. But God had me to announce it that day because it was acknowledging by public testimony that inwardly I was agreeing because outwardly I've been doing it for four years. This is what Paul was saying. I'm going bound unto Jerusalem. I'm bound in my spirit. I agree with the plan of God. I agree with where he told me to be, even though I know hardship and obstacles are going to face me when I get there. Those don't move me. Neither can I my life dear to myself. That's what Paul said. That's a passage we read because he was... Bound, he was consecrated, and he was in full agreement inwardly yeah. with the plan of God, yes. the will of God. Um, many times um, we aren't effective, and we aren't safe in going, even if God's called us to it, until we agree.
0: That's good. Yes.
1: You know, when my husband and I started the church, you know, when you start something, there are sacrifices you may make at the beginning, but that's just part of it, you know? No big deal. um, Because God will make it up to you. You sow a seed and you'll get a harvest. You sow the seed of making sacrifices to step into the will of God, step into the plan of God. God, you'll get a harvest on that. You certainly will. And for the first four years... I never got paid Mm -hmm. for four years. I preached. I never received a salary. And I'll I'll let you know this. I never asked for one. Mm -hmm. I never said to my husband, I'm not getting paid. Why? Because I did love the will of God. And this is what my husband said we were to do. Even though I didn't quite understand my place Mm -hmm. in it, I was, I, I was not obeying based on money. If money is your basis for obedience, the devil will trip you up and you'll not finish. Yes. Yes. Not yes. finish yes. right. Yes.
0: Very good. Yes.
1: Money has never been a qualifying factor of whether I'm going to go a certain direction or not. It's always been what did God say? Yes. What did God say? Yes. What, did God say? what yes. did God say? Not what did money say? Yes. What did God say? Yes. Yes. Once I agreed inwardly, mm-hmm. I, I'm the pastor then God spoke to my husband and said, the church will never be blessed to you till they start paying her a salary. And my husband's came to me and said, you're going to start getting paid as a, pa- as the pastor. But notice the four years of doing it. I did every function. I never asked about money. Why? Because I need to show God my obedience is not connected to payday. My obedience is connected to my, to your word. Amen. 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 When money's not your lead, you're safe with money. That's
0: That's right. Right. That's if right. money is
1: your guide, mm-hmm. money will trip you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. So uh, that I am just told that story to tell you a little bit about what it means to inwardly agree. Yes. Yes. You can be doing something right outwardly for a long time mm-hmm. and not inwardly mm-hmm. agreeing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There was a precious couple that, uh, a precious ministry that they had they weren't, if I could say this, your typical pulpit ministers. They, they were a couple who God used in a mighty way in prayer. And so their ministry was, they would get up at different times and not often, not even on a regular basis, but as they were invited, they would get up and they would just tell some of their experiences with God in their prayer time. And they would share that. And um, so the husband and wife would do that together there came a day that that husband went home to be with the Lord mm-hmm. and that wife was still here. And people, they, they had such a credible ministry. They were so sound and such a blessing to the body of Christ that pastors would call this wife of this man and would invite her come and minister. Even though her husband had gone home to be with the Lord, they knew, my goodness, she is so skillful in this. Yeah. We value what's in her. They would ask her to come and she would go and minister. On one of her trips that she was ministering, she was in the church and she'd been preaching at a particular church, several services. And one of the services, she became ill. And then after the service, she was still ill. She had to get on a plane and fly home. She was still ill. And on the plane, she said to God, she said, I can perceive I've opened the door to this sickness. How have I done that? And he said, You only saw yourself effective as long as your husband was standing next to you. Mm -hmm. But because he's in heaven now and you're there, you thought that your ministry was not as valid as needed. You were belittling and diminishing what was in you because he wasn't standing next to Mm -hmm. you anymore. And he said, it's my plan. It's what I put in you that's of value. It's not just your husband standing next to you that yeah. gives you value. It was what I put in you. That's what God said to her. And and she said, well, God, I've been traveling and ministering as the opportunities came. He said, yes, but inwardly, 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 you were belittling that you even had anything to bring to these congregations. And he said, correct that inwardly. And when she did, all the symptoms left. See what I'm saying? It's to be consecrated, to be bound is not just doing something right outwardly, but inwardly. You know, there are people that they work a job. Maybe they're a salesman at a store and they're out there doing the job of a salesman fulfilling their task but inwardly they wish they weren't there yeah. inwardly they don't like yeah. being there yeah. inwardly they wish they were somewhere else yeah. and then they wonder why they struggle financially yeah. Yeah. because to them sometimes just doing the outward actions mm-hmm. is enough of an is enough to be a good employee but it's not no, it's not inwardly and outwardly yeah. willing inwardly, obedient outwardly. It's the willing and the obedient that eat the good of the land. So for us to finish our course, run our course with joy. It's not just about doing the outward duties connected to what we're called to, but it's inwardly being joyful, yes. inwardly agreeing, yes. inwardly consecrated and bound and saying, nothing's pulling me off course. Only God directs me. Only God leads me. Money doesn't lead me. Opportunities don't lead me. Circumstances don't lead me. Other people don't lead me. God leads me. I'm anchored. I'm set. And that's what Paul Paul said, I go bound in my spirit to Jerusalem, to where God told me to be. And I don't care what hardship is ahead because what I'm bound to will see me through to the finish. Amen. Amen. You don't want to miss it. We're going to keep talking about this in in upcoming episodes. And until then, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you.
0: To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org.
1: Your life will be changed as you meditate on the revelations in this book, Visitations from God by Nancy Dufresne. Order your copy now at DufresneMinistries.org.
0: Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Paducah, Kentucky at World Harvest Church of Paducah. May 21st through the 25th. For more information and to register, visit our website at defrainministries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at defrainministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store.